Hi, I'm Krista. Welcome to Dumb Hot Mom. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Dumb Hot Mom, where we celebrate where we are now and reminisce about where we were then. How is everybody? I hope everybody is doing great. We just had the opening of the Barbie movie. All of us are going tomorrow if you're listening to this the day it comes out. It is so exciting. You guys, I'm a little bit, I I have, I'm not going to lie, I have a little bit of FOMO about the people who went on like opening night and there's so many days between opening night and Tuesday. My gosh, I'm just like a little, just have a little bit of FOMO, but you know what? It It's going to be fine. It's going to be awesome. I'm so excited to go with you tomorrow. It's going to be amazing. And uh, yeah, really, really looking forward to it. However, I do think we need to like lay some ground rules. Okay. So when, when we see the Barbie movie together, I need you to promise me something. Okay. I need you to promise me that you won't look at me while I'm crying. Okay. I've heard that you cry. I've heard that you laugh. Like we're going to experience this together. It's going to be amazing. But I have I have a bad cry face. And I think we should just establish that we don't look at each other when we're crying. Okay? Deal? Does that sound good? Okay, cool. As of right now, Saturday morning, Barbie is at a staggering $161 million so far. Isn't that bonkers. That is bonkers. It's just been a little bit of Thursday, all of Friday, and that's it. It is so crazy. So I'm I'm really excited to see the full numbers after Saturday and Sunday and already the biggest opening weekend of 2023 to date and there's two more days. So I'm super excited to see what happens and where Barbie places, if you will. I I need to talk about Barbie for just like one more second and then we can move on. The Barbie marketing team, you guys, are you, are, are you kidding? The parties, the promotion, the placement, everyone and everything is advertising for Barbie. And everyone on the planet knows about this movie. And they're either super excited and stoked or annoyed out of their minds Everyone has advertised and partnered with and like product placement stuff. It was so funny. Like the other day, Nathan was playing his video game. It's like a car, like a car racing game. Um, It's called Forza Horizon. But anyway, he was playing this like car racing game and there was a Barbie car for like him to choose. So PR team did amazing give them a raise, give everybody a raise. Every single person who worked on this movie and any movie, honestly, talking about paying people fairly, let's just give them a raise because this is amazing, amazing work. Every movie, actually like every brand should take notes because it was just incredible. Like this is how you advertise a movie. I feel like we we annoyed the hell out of a lot of people. But we got people stoked. And I think that's exactly how it should be. So, super exciting. Today, we are going to be diving into other movies that happen throughout history 
that made great girls' nights, and I'm so excited to dive into it. We've got like a little history timeline. But of course, we have to get into announcements and random shiz, and of course, of course, I have food news for you. It's kind of like a random, um, a random spattering of food news, so stay with me, but let's go ahead and kick it off with food news. All right, ladies, it's summer. We've got things to do. We're busy. We're grabbing pizza to make an easy dinner or headed to a party or we're moving and we're trying to bribe people to come help us move. Pizza is just a token meal of summer, okay? So I wanted to do some research for you all and let you know what is the best bang for your buck when it comes to summer pizza parties. Okay, so here is what I found. I did quite a bit of research and I narrowed it down to two tops, okay, that are both in taste and in price. And those two are Domino's and Little Caesars. Okay, so we've got these two big bang for your buck pizza places. And now I'm going to break down what to get depending on what you need. Okay. So first let's start with Domino's. First of all, Domino's PR also does great job. They are always trying to stay, you know, on top. They're fixing potholes and, you know, innovating things to deliver pizza easier. They're just, they're just crazy. They're doing great. But Domino's, they have a mix and match deal, which means you can get pizza, sides, pasta sandwiches for $6.99 each. It is a medium pizza, so keep that in mind. It's a medium two-topping pizza, and it's about 12 inches, and it weighs about 1.8 pounds, about eight smallish slices, okay? So keep that in mind. Little Caesars. Little Caesars has some great pizza specials. They used to be five, $5, if you remember back in the day, but now they're $7.99 for extra most bestest, which is just, you know, it's, it's hard to see what inflation does, does to the world. You know, it, it's hard to see, but anyway, so little Caesars is actually a large pizza and it is 14 inches and about 2.5 pounds eight slices. The slices are bigger than Domino's. Now, if you're just comparing size, of course, Little Caesars is going to win. That gives you the most bang for your buck. But if we are looking into different categories like leftovers, if you're thinking I'm going to eat some of this pizza now and some of this later, I would strongly recommend Domino's. I think that their pizza kind of lasts a little bit longer. Um, Little Caesars is great. I don't know hate here. I love Little Caesars, but I do think Domino's lasts a little bit longer. So <laughs> all of this to say, you guys, this is fascinating to me because I love business. And I love food, but I'm so sorry if you're bored out of your mind. I'll wrap it right up. So if you are going for most pizza, I would say Little Caesars, spend a dollar more to get a little bit more pizza. And if you're going for like quality and like different types of things. Like if you want to get a pizza and pasta or pizza and wings or like something like that, I'd say Domino's is your 
choice. Little Caesars also has wings, but the price it just doesn't make sense. So anyway, there is your pizza food news. Moving on. Today, my dumb mom moment uh, happened today, actually. So what happened was I trying to get some things done and I had sweet little Charlotte and I put her on the floor. She was looking so cute in a pink dress and a cute little bow. Well, it was actually kind of a kind of a bigger bow than we usually have her in. Anyway, so I, I put her down and she was playing with her toy and I was like doing dishes, checking out things on the computer, you know, just, just running around trying to get some things done. And she started kind of like whimpering, like, like not like anything was super wrong, but she was just like maybe lonely. And I was like calling out to her. I was like, oh, honey, I'll be right there. Hold on. And I continued my things. And, you know, a couple minutes later, I walk over and homegirl, her bow was over her eyes like a blindfold and she couldn't see for like at least five minutes. And I felt really bad. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, poor thing. But, you know, live and learn. I hope I hope um if you if you don't have kids yet or um if you're you're listening, you're a new mom, new dumb mom like myself, you're taking notes because you know, just the little things that you never think of, like uh your, your child being blinded by her own bow. Oh, that reminds me. I recently found out that this podcast on Apple Podcasts comes up as parenting oh if you are listening to this for parenting advice i i got some news for you i i don't know what the heck i'm doing but i guess i guess it's advice like you know don't feed your baby rice checks and make sure they're not blinded by their bows that's advice right maybe it's fine (laughs) anyway okay my hot mom moment is that i went to therapy this week i went to therapy. I met with a postpartum therapist and it was good. It was good. My therapist Kaya said all the right things and she was so sweet and she was so comforting and I highly recommend it. It was really, really awesome. I think, um, I think that we think that there's not any resources for women and I do think that there needs to be more, right, for, for postpartum moms, but there are resources And uh, I think it's just about, you know, spreading the word. So check out Serenity for Moms. That's where, that's where I go and I highly recommend it. Okay. Today we are going to start a new schedule for our topics. So we are going to go into a but at least and then pop culture history. Okay, so for our but at least today, we have an anonymous submission from a listener and I'm so excited to read it. I kind of like went through some of them here and there, but this one I kind of just skimmed. So I'm going to read it live and yeah, we will see. So let's get into our anonymous submission, but at least she says, I was probably not much older than 12, and I had a huge crush on this boy. His family would go to the same beach as us, so every summer I would see him multiple times at the beach and would swim with him. We were good friends until we went to the same high school. I would follow him around after seminary, and for those that don't know, seminary is a religious class that lots of people here in Utah have. Okay, back to the story. I would follow him around. And we ended up on the swim team together. 
that's when I started to fall in love. Unfortunately, he did not. Uh, Oh no. I mean, I feel that in my bones. Okay, being the romantic I was, I was desperate to have him be my first kiss. So I told my friends about how I was going to ask him to meet me by the pool deck during class and I was going to kiss him. Ooh, brave, brave girl. Back to the story. Unfortunately, word got to him before I could put it in action and he was actually disgusted. Suddenly he hated me and he was telling everyone I was weird and clingy and desperate and I was 14. Eventually, he made it such a big deal, it became a rumor that we did kiss, and some people even thought we had sex. (gasps) And my mom was so embarrassed. Oh, no. Poor little 14-year-old person. (gasps) Uh, Okay, back to the story. For the last three years of high school, they would make seal sounds every time I walked by him or any of his friends. I would be in tears if I heard them from far away and had to strategically avoid them in every way. Safe to say high school was miserable, but at least I'm way happier and found my prince charming. Oh, honey. Oh, my heart. You poor, poor thing. Okay, first of all, I... Your friends who you told that you were going to, you know, kiss him. Like, obviously, one of them leaked it. Rude. Bad friend. And then his reaction? His reaction is so sad and mean. That is just so mean. And the sealed noises. I, The sealed noises, I can't even believe. That feels like a Disney Channel movie where the bullies are just out of control. That is so sad. I'm so sorry that happened to you. I want to give you a big old hug. Who is this? Who is this? Let me know. And so I can like, I don't know, beat people up. I I don't know. Anyway, you don't have to tell me, but oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. But you know what? I actually, I actually see, I see some good here. Okay. So let's, let's pull out the good for a second. I see a woman who was brave and confident and made a plan to take action and get after what she wanted. It, it it didn't go so well, but that's okay. Like a confident queen. We love that. Good job, girlfriend. And um, I'm so glad you're happy with your Prince Charming. And yeah, I'm so sorry you had to go through that. Freaking high school, man. Like eh, high school is so hard. Oh, it's hard. <laughs> there are hard parts about every part of life, but at least we're not in high school, right? Whew, okay, sweating. Mm. I, 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 I like turn into like fifth grade girl sometimes when I read stories like that or I hear stories like that where it's like you just remember the, the fifth grade girl, like you're, you're uncomfortable in your own body and you're, you're just afraid of everything and, oh man, that's rough. That's rough. Does anybody else still get that sometimes? Like I, I recently have been like, I don't want to brag, but like making friends and it's been, it's been awesome. It's been so cool. Um, except sometimes I still feel like the fifth grade girl where I'm like, I come home and I'm like, oh my gosh, I said this, that was so dumb. Do they like me? Anyway, it's really, it's really dumb. It might be postpartum stuff because I got to a really good place, you know, before the baby. But yeah, I hate that. I hate moments where 
you like turn back into that fifth grade oh awkward insecure girl and oh man just gotta you know give give that fifth grade girl some self-compassion <sighs> whoa what a but at least let's move on shall we okay i'm so excited about this okay this week we are doing pop culture history and we are doing that pop culture history on the lovely girls night out movies throughout history and we are going to begin in 1939 and in 1939 gone with the wind came out gone with the wind was an epic historical romance and it was based on margaret mitchell's novel so upon its release it just went wild okay and for each movie we go through we're gonna go through certain topics so before i get ahead of myself let me just tell you a little bit about what it's about and then we'll get into the um the, the questions that i had about movies at that time okay so the love story is about two characters we have the lovely vivian lay as scarlett o'hara and clark gable who portrayed rep butler okay and they're just they're like love story on again off again thing just was so exciting to male and female audiences but especially resonated with women for the adventure and the love story and back then like finding a man who would like take care of you and stuff was was super prevalent and Clark Gable like he just made the magic happen so let's go over a couple of things so first the ticket cost at the time of the release in 1939 was 25 to 35 cents to get to the movie okay back then movies were a fancy affair okay this was you were going to the cinema and you like dressed up and you had like your feather boa and your best necklace and maybe even your pearls you were wearing and you just like it was just like such a fancy thing and people mainly went on the weekends and usually back then they didn't have a ton of previews um in previews you know in like in the modern sense but it was more like um they call them road shows so they would show just like a little bit of a movie um and then people would they would gauge the interest of the people and then decide whether to make it more or sorry make it all the way or if they were gonna like change because back then they didn't make many movies so they didn't have tons of trailers to show so instead they actually showed like satire political satire cartoons and basically they would the purpose was to like rally people about the war they would show like the countries that we were at war with as like evil and dumb and almost making it kind of like comedic and um fun like not really portraying war right it was more just kind of kind of satire which is super interesting it's also kind of a commentary on, I feel like people are like, oh, everything's so political now. I think things have been political forever. I, I think. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a historian. I know a lot about pop culture, but anyway. So 
so yeah, so that's kind of like the the landscape of the movie. Let's go back to the premiere, okay? So the premiere took place at the Lowe's Grand Theater in Atlanta, Georgia. I love Atlanta. And the opening weekend box office, Gone with the Wind, didn't have a traditional like opening, but it is said that if you were to like adjust for inflation, Gone with the Wind is still one of the highest grossing movies of all time because it was just such like an amazing, like people had read the books and then it came out in a movie and it was just, it was just so, so exciting for people at the time. So fans loved him. They wrote fan mail. They, you know, their, their um, stereotype, I guess, for a husband that they wanted to snatch up was like Clark Gable. Like he was a big big deal. Okay, let's move on to our next movie. Our next movie that we're going to talk about is The Sound of Music in 1965. The Sound of Music is a beloved musical film, okay? We have the queen herself, Julie Andrews, who plays Maria, and she's a governess who she just um like transforms the lives of the Von Trapp family coming in as the the nanny. And she sings songs and she's charming and wonderful. And there's like a little love story. And so it was just so fun and wonderful. The music is a particular thing that attracted audiences, particularly our girlies of 1965. They loved the soundtrack. And of course, they loved Julie Andrews. She was just America's sweetheart back then. And it was just so wonderful. Let's go into cost of ticket. So the ticket prices in 1965 were somewhere around 50 to 75 cents. And previews, they did have previews and they just showed upcoming releases. And it was more common in that time to just show like what was coming up in different movies and different studios and things like that. The opening weekend, there's not like an exact opening weekend number, um, but it was gradual and it became just a genuine blockbuster over time. Like it just, it, it was one of those like classics that just like continues to be a classic. Oh, our hot throb hottie was the film's male lead, Captain Von Trapp, portrayed by Christopher Plummer. And he was considered just the cutest man ever. There is some controversy about him. Maybe we can go into that sometime. But for now, heartthrob hottie. The Sound of Music was just, uh, it was just, I feel like the best word for this was beloved. Like everyone loved it. It was such a good movie. It shined a light on some hard things that were going on as well. So it just, just hit everybody's boxes. Okay. Next movie is Grease from 1978. This was, how to describe this? This was a significant cultural it, like explosion okay so it was one of the most successful musical films of all time okay of all time the ticket cost during 1978 was about two dollars to 250 and the premiere took place in westwood los angeles california greece had a successful opening weekend grossing over eight million in the united states so um, remember when I was telling you that the Barbie movie did 121 million in like one day, 
Um, this is $8 million, but remember, it's back then. The ticket prices were way lower, yada, yada. So that just goes to show you, A, how impressive Barbie is. You got to factor the inflation and all that stuff. But if Greece did that much, think about maybe people will be talking about Barbie in a few years. I'm sure they will. Anyway, okay, let's go into our heart throbs, okay? The film featured several heartthrobs, including Danny Zuko, played by the one, the only, John Travolta, and Kenneke, who was played by Jeff Conaway. John Travolta was, like, the cutest ever. And it was so funny. I was I was watching some clips of Grace just, like, in preparation for this, and I was like, he's kind of goofy. He's kind of goofy, but they loved him. They loved him. Grace also, like, kind of set a precedent for fashion and it was actually kind of empowering back in the day because it was about like teenage love and rebellion and it just it was so exciting and to this day people love a good a, a good rebellion story and it and it was we can talk about later that it was about a girl changing everything about herself for a boy which we don't like but we'll keep it light and breezy and just say it was a great fun movie for its time all right, next up is Dirty Dancing. Dirty Dancing in 1987 starred Patrick Swayze and Jennifer Grey, and it it took the world by storm, okay? So this passionate romance between Johnny and Baby, and there's iconic dance sequences that you that you know, like you absolutely still know and and talk about today. It's it's used in spoofs, it's used in different sitcoms and movies, and it just the 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 footprint that this movie left on our world is just incredible. Okay. So ticket cost at the time of 1987, when the movie was released was about three to $4. Again, we're continuing to climb and climb and climb. I did about like a five to 10 year gap between each of the movies. And so every five to 10 years, it just goes up a dollar or two. The premiere took place at the Directors Guild of America in Hollywood. And Dirty Dancing had a successful opening weekend, grossing over $3 million in the United States. So again, if you're comparing like Grease, $8 million, and Dirty Dancing, $3 million, you can see that Grease like just did amazing things. The heartthrob hotties were Johnny Castle, portrayed by the one, the only Patrick Swayze. And he was, he was like just the hottest man alive um, because of the dancing and just like that sexual tension. He was just, he was hot stuff. He was hot stuff. All right. Next movie we are going to talk about is Titanic. Now I want to give a moment to the people who, who recently lost their lives in the submersible as they were viewing the Titanic. Um, that was a horrible story. And um, I hope they, they rest in peace and that their families are, are doing okay. Um, in 1997, this was an epic romance, okay? So director James Cameron, he directed Titanic and he wanted to kind of tell the story of the Titanic, but also show kind of a difference between classes back in the day. And he did that really well with the fictional character of Jack and then Rose, 
who was played by Kate Winslet, who was loosely based off of a real person. Okay, so this this movie is 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 one like like Gone with the Wind, right? So it is on the grand scale of things one of the highest grossing films in history okay in 1997 it cost about four to five dollars to see the movie they had premiered in london and their opening box office weekend did 28 million dollars in the united states and it became the highest grossing film of all time during its run so this was just just huge just so huge there was like romance there was a tragedy it was just it just pulled at people's heartstrings and it was also one of the first historical love stories that was like based on a true story and not just like there was lots of like Jane Eyre and things that were that were kind of historical like fiction but more more fiction and anyway so this was just just so big for its time and Titanic was such a huge deal to women because of its epic love story and also because of the haughty heart throb, Jack Dawson, portrayed by Leonardo DiCaprio. Okay, next, let's talk about just becomes this independent, strong woman. Well, she always was strong and independent, but like just like her metamorphosis of confidence in herself being intelligent was just amazing. And of course, it's like hearted humor and just hilarious one-liners okay last one that i want to do is mama mia in 2008 okay so this is 2008 ticket prices were about seven to eight dollars it premiered in london okay and the opening box office weekend did about 27 million in the united states the hot throb hotties were featured in the film including sam carmichael which was pierce brosnan and bill anderson stellan skargard mama mia appealed to women in its joyful musical numbers it was of course after abba and it was just funny and lighthearted and the ensemble it was a broadway play just like huge and in the theaters which was so so fun so what do you think do you have a bunch of fun movies to watch i just love the journey that we've all been on as we move through cinema <laughs> i wanted to be fancy for a second but as we moved through movie history and i'm so excited to see the movie with you tomorrow if you're listening to this in real time it's tomorrow and i'm just i'm so proud of us can i just take a minute to get on a soapbox really quick so i back to like the fifth grade girl syndrome i used to be in comparison fight or flight mode all the time okay so my body and like my brain lived in if if i saw a girl who was like prettier than me or skinnier than me or like you know my my brain would just go to these extremes to make it so that she was not a value like i would say see a pretty person and my brain would be like oh well she's mean so boys won't like her or like i would i would you know tear other women down because i felt insecure when i was with them and I, I don't think that was a unique thing that I went through. I think a lot of us go through it. But I just, I'm so 
over that. And, you know, of course, there's times when we we have comparison, but I just hope that we can all look at each other and love each other and build each other up because guess what? You can be pretty and smart and pretty and nice and you can be skinny and insecure and you can be curvy and insecure. Like all of us, I can promise you, all of us are having all these insecure things and other people are looking at us and like, oh, she just, she just has it together. I'm so jealous of that. So let's just, let's just thrive in our strengths and let's build up other girls and let's go see the Barbie movie tomorrow and just gas each other up and laugh and cry and bond and just, just build each other up because, because guess what? Guess what? We're hot and you're hot and everyone can decide that they're hot. And that is my challenge for you today is to don't forget to decide you're hot. Thank you so much for listening. I'm so excited to see you tomorrow. Please share this on your social media and give me a little review. I would love to hear what you're thinking about these episodes. If they need to change, homegirls, you gotta you gotta get my back. You gotta tell me. And uh, if you're liking it, I would love to hear that as well. Rate, review, share on your social media. I would love to see it. Thank you so much for listening and I hope you have a wonderful <laughs>